0: RadioInfluence.com Welcome to another edition of the Real Animals Podcast, the Gills Real Animals Podcast, always presented by my good friends at Contender Boats. Super excited today to uh, have a chance to talk with one of my guys up in Crystal River. You guys know I spend a lot of time in Crystal River at the plantation on Crystal River, uh, specifically um, a lot of time in Citrus County as well. But uh, you know, one of my favorite places is the plantation on Crystal River. I love to take the family up there. And they've got a group of guys up there um, that really do things the right way. It's a unique bunch. It's a bunch of guys that I really uh, have become good friends with, and one of the leaders of the pack up there is my good friend Captain James Kerr. So James joins us today. James, how are you, buddy?
1: I'm doing good, Mike. How you doing, man?
0: And I am fantastic, buddy. Just uh, trying to recover from our last fishing trip up there where we uh, caught some nice trout and some nice redfish, and uh, you've got such a beautiful fishery up there. You know, the the plantation on Crystal River, for the listeners, you, you they have this. They've got a group that runs out of there, uh, and I was on their website today, kind of looking around, and it's just a it's a really it's a really strong group of great guides. Um, you know, J.C. Livingston and, and James Kerr here. Um, there's just so many of them. Dallas uh, Dallas King. There's just so many great guides that run out of that area. Um, tell me, let's let's start with that just a little bit on on, you know, what you guys are trying to do there out of the plantation on Crystal River.
1: Well, so, I mean, a few years ago, I came up, well, I I kind of thought of the whole idea of, like, incorporating, you know, one big website for, you know, a certain certain amount of guides, basically just to kind of, you know, work, uh, work smarter, not harder, so that, you know, our end goal was basically just to keep, you know, um, to keep our boats busy you know and then we started with we started with four guys you know it was myself uh jake captain jc livingston captain glenn touched and captain dallas king and then we all just kind of brainstormed it all and just you know basically it's a way to market ourselves there at the plantation but at the same time you know all of us kind of having the same uh values and the respect for our fishery up here you know it's not always about um you know harvesting you know Uh, every single fish we catch, we kind of adopted this new rule of like, you know, you know, if we got two trout fishermen, the goal is not to get up here in our area, you know, it's five trout a piece. It's not to get, you know, the whole limit. If it happens, that's great. You know, that, that, that's the law. That's what I do, but that's not our goal. Um, you know, our goal is to basically, you know, number one, get people to our docks and two just to take people out and show them, you know, an awesome, you know, fishing experience. You know, you got myself, I'm all inshore dallas is all inshore jc and glenn you know they do inshore and grouper um and jc is probably one of the best fly fishing guides up in our area um so i mean it's a it encompasses a lot of different angles from our fishery here and jc and dallas and glenn they all have mud boats as well to where they can do other things when they get super shallow so um you know it's just a start right now we got four guys in it and the crystal river fishing pros um, we might be adding a couple more. We don't want to add too many because it kind of takes away from, and it, it might just be a little, you know, hard to control. So, but we're just a group of guys that, you know, work together. We're all friends. We're family. You know, all of our families are real close. We hang, you know, it's a, we're just trying to, uh, you know, just keep our dock busy. But at the same time, like I said, we've all adopted the same values when it comes to fishing here in our area.
0: Yeah. I always, you know? I, I'm always impressed um in all the years I've been coming up there and getting to know you and and the group that runs out of there I've always been impressed with y'all's ability to understand that the amount of fish you're taking out of the fishery is going to affect the long term sustainability of that fishery you know that that oh, pers- yeah, we'll have- yeah that particular area james it it seems like you see a lot of pictures and it's always pictures of the the cleaning table and I yeah, get and there's I get,
1: a lot of that, that goes on
0: yeah I get it I do I get that I, I really get that angle of it I know what guys are trying to show but but in, you know to me I'd rather see that fish even if you harvest it I'd rather see that fish with a mangrove shoreline backdrop and that might mean yep you harvested that redfish or it might mean you let it go it, it doesn't really yeah. matter. You saw that your customer caught that fish. To me, that's a better photo and a better sell. And I think the effort that you guys are putting forth to to work on that sustainability so that you guys can do this. There's, a, You know, that group really isn't very old. Um, and I say that being a 54-year-old charter captain here on Tampa Bay, having been done it for 22, 23 years already. You that's get right. to a point in your career where you're like, listen, things are changing here. Okay, whether, whether the FWC, whether anybody notices it that, that just works off a of science or their perceived science, those of us that have fished on Tampa Bay know that it's not the same as it was 20 years ago. We're not catching the same amount of fish. I'm not necessarily saying the fisheries in trouble, but what I am saying is we as stewards, as professionals who have made a living on this estuary... Need to be forward thinking about what we're harvesting and and what we're taking from this fishery if we want it to continue to deliver for our families for another twenty years, right?
1: Well, that that's it. I mean, I got three kids. You know, I have to make sure that you know we're protecting that out there, not only for working, but so they have something that they can enjoy whenever they get older. Because things can become overfished, um, overharvested. Um, you know, a lot of things can happen where, you know, it could be, it could be really bad, you know? So sure. like my son, my son, he wants to be a, well, he wants to either be a Marine or a fishing guide, And I'm trying to talk him out of not being a, a Marine. He wants to be a <laughs> fishing guide. So I want to be able to, you know, show him over the years, you know, and teach him. So when he gets older that he, you know, if he wanted to pursue being a fishing guide, he could do it. But yeah, like The table shot stuff, man, you know, in my opinion, um, that just, that puts the wrong, the wrong perspective out there. You know, you're, you're, you get meat hunters and stuff like, which is fine. I get it, you know, but at the same time, like I always tell my clients when they get on my boats, you know, I ask them, what do they want to do? They tell me I want to get a limit or they want to do this. They say they want to get a limit. You know, I tell them like, well, look, that's not my goal. It's going to get you a limit. If it's if it's you two and you're trout fishing, you get seven or eight fish, great. If you get eight, uh, or if you get ten, that's fine too. I mean, I'm going to, you know, but I'm not promoting that, you know. And I'm not going to push to get a limit every single day. You know, it's not always about that. My in my opinion, I'd much rather take you out and put you on a two or three maybe quality fish instead of, uh, you know, a whole cooler full of fish. To me, that's just I don't know. I just, I'm, 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 I've gotten away from that, you know, and uh, it's amazing. You get actually get better, I feel like I've gotten better fishing clients, you know, people that are about the sport instead of, you know, wanting to kill, 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 harvest, 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 marks. harvest. <clears throat> right. You know, yep. and, and then another thing, too, is like you ask some of these people, but I have a lot of regulars, but you get new people and say, all right, well, do you fish a lot? Oh, no, we don't do a lot of fishing. But sometimes they want to limit a snook, they want to limit a trout, they want to limit a red, and I'm like, Man, you don't even fish that much, man. Man, you expect to go out and do all this. You know, how about we go out and just enjoy <laughs> right. the day, the the experience, you know, and you know. So, that so that's kind of what we we've adopted there at the plantation. You know, it's just we're trying to get away from that. We're not doing table shots no more. Um, we stopped doing that and we're just going to continue to, you know, just try to be stewards of our, you know, of our fishery here and protect it. You I know? commend,
0: I commend, and, I commend you guys. I really do. I really look up to that to you and, and that group of guys you put together up there because of what you're doing. Uh, so keep up that good work. We'll, we'll circle back to fishing a little bit. I want to talk about James Kerr and his journey to becoming Captain James Kerr. I know you spent some time in the U S Marine Corps. Um, thank you for your service first and foremost, Um, but tell us, tell, tell me about that journey a little bit about how long you were in and, and what all your, uh, time in the U S Marine Corps, uh, entailed.
1: So I was in from basically right around the beginning, beginning of end of 99, to 2000, all the way to 2006, going into 2007, um, came right out of high school, 18 years old. My dad was a Marine. Uh, my grandfather was in the army. I was actually born on Camp Lejeune, oh, North wow. Carolina. Yeah, so my while well, my dad was stationed there. Um, I did, you know, a handful of tours in Iraq. I was part of the invasion when we invaded in 2003. Um, I was an artilleryman. I shot a big 155-millimeter cannon. Um, you know, I've been all over the world. And um, like I said, did, did three tours in Iraq, 2003, 2004. For, well, it actually, it counts as two, but if you look at the time in the Marine Corps, they, I think it's every seven months is a tour. So um, I was there when we invaded, came back. Vol- I volunteered to go back again and was there for probably dang near almost a year, the second time, back in four and five. And, you know, it was some pretty crazy times back then. Um, came back. Um, from doing that got orders to be a drill instructor at Paris Island, did that for a little bit. And then I had some things happen whatever, Where I kind of, I got, uh, I got out early. I was trying to make it a career, but, um, I got out early. Um, and then that's pretty much in a nutshell, my, you know, my time there in the Marine Corps. Um, it was, uh, a lot of tough times, you know, there were some good times, made some of the best friends of my life. Sure um I, I think a lot of my experiences and things that I went through um it pushed me to really uh, to fishing um you know the whole fishing thing for me when I first got out was kind of a um it was almost like a therapy, you know um just got my mind right. I was out there just you know trying to do something positive you know and i used to I used to just fish all the time I mean, I got out and like I said at no seven, I just started fishing here in Crystal River on the inshore here, you know, all the time, every day, you know, um, from lights to lights some days, you know, I would just fish as much as I could. Um, so that's kind of the Marine Corps is kind of what, uh, you know, it helped me get to where I'm at as far as being a fishing guide, you know, so fishing has always been my therapy. Now I've turned it into a, you know, to work, which is good, you know, um, but I always got to remind myself that when, you know, when I'm out there grinding and this and that, you know, like this is, you know, it's probably the best thing for me to be doing. You know, anybody that's ever fishing me, they they know that I'm a. Um, I fish very hard. I intense. Take it serious. The word I was intense.
0: <laughs> intense was the word I was thinking of. I fished with you several times, and the word I would use is intense. Yes.
1: And and very focused. You know, yes, and what I'm you know what intense. I'm what I'm trying to do. Yep, for sure. You know, but I was fortunate enough to have that time there to learn. You know, a lot. But like I said, that was. Uh, my military stuff in a nutshell. Like I said, I was uh, was Second Battalion, 10th Marines. Shot a big cannon. I did a few tours overseas. I've been uh, to Kosovo. I've been some parts of Africa, different areas in the Middle East. Um, had a lot of good experiences in there. You know, um, it definitely helped shape the way I am as a person.
0: Did you, you know, did you um, grow up? Did you grow up in Crystal River? Are you from that area originally?
1: So I grew up here till I was about eight or so, roughly, on the other side of the county, on the Wiflicucci River, um, which is only about 10, 15 minutes from Crystal River. And then my parents split and everything, and they kind of just back and forth over the years, um, fishing up here all the way down to Venice. I used to fish down there all the time when I was a teenager. And then I grew up. I grew up bass fishing a lot. You know, I did a lot of bass fishing. You know, between up here on the Wiscasset River and then like down around like Lutz and uh, Pasco County, and did a lot of you know inshore fishing down around Gandy and all that, like uh, the Intercoastal down in Venice, um, Chuckalusky. So I, I, you know, I kind of just grew up fishing. You know, and then when I and fishing up here too when I was younger. You know, but when I when I got out of the Marine Corps in seven is when I started fishing here. Extensively, very hard, you know. Every as much as I could, just learning, trying to really understand it. I never, back then, though. I never imagined myself being a guide either. So yeah. I was just fishing, you know, sure. just trying to learn, you know.
0: What, so. what would you say? What would you say is Captain James Kerr's favorite thing to do? If if you were, if you're tomorrow, you're off. You know, the honeydew list is is erased. You got everything done. You know, Mama's got some stuff to do. The kids are at school. James is going fishing. What is James going to do?
1: You know, you know, honestly, Mike, I, I just—I'll take my boat out, man, and not even fish. I'll just get on my bow and just troll, troll shorelines, looking for reds, looking for snook. You know, just being out there and just learning, you know, new things because there's so much stuff out here that. I haven't even tapped into and there's guys that have probably been here their whole life that haven't, you know? So like, if I, if I get a day, if it's just me and my buddy JC or one of my buddies or somebody or whatever, just get on the boat and just for for me, there's just something about, you know, I'll get on that bow of my boat. That's how I learned a lot. Just, just trolling, trolling islands, shorelines, creeks, um, different, you know, just different areas to me. That's just, uh, it's relaxing number one, you know, and, um, you get to just really, you know, pay attention to, you know, what's going on out there, you know, cause it is my profession, you know, but at the same time, like you gotta be ate up with this stuff, man, to operate on, you know, a professional level where you're, you know, you gotta stay up on it, you know? So, I mean, for me, that's what I like to do. I like to jog. I'm a jogger. So, I mean, um, you know, doing stuff like that, you know, uh, just being out there on the water. and taking my son, let him learn, you know, or one of my kids, you know. Sure, sure. Um there's just something about it, you know, and just out there just being on the water, you know. It just you forget everything on the mainland, you know, and you're out here with nature, you know.
0: What's so, your what's your favorite fish to catch?
1: Well, I mean, obviously a lot of people in the fishing community know me for redfishing, you know. I love targeting redfish, you know, that's probably you know It's, I love it, you know, not only just, you know, little guys, but targeting the bigger fish, you know, Um, try to find those, those schools when it's time, you know, when you find a, there's nothing better. In my opinion, you get out there at daylight and you're sitting in front of 150 redfish that are all 27 to 32 inches and you just sit there and just, you'll catch them, you know, but that's not my favorite fish to catch. My favorite fish to catch is I love targeting trout. Because snook and redfish, you know, they're pretty predictable and where they're going to be at the time of year. Trout, you know, it's for me. I've had it's became my favorite fish to target. You know, and I catch all my um, most of the. I'd say ninety nine percent of the time I catch all my trout artificially, top water, whether it's a mirror lure like how we were doing it when you came up last week. How we were trying to catch them with those uh, provokers, um, the mirades um and the reason why i think it's my favorite fish to target number one is because we i don't target them year round up here you know it usually starts about you know right now all the way into march and april and then pattering them so i think they're more challenging because they'll they'll move they moved on us that day whenever um sure. uh, we came up to film but the day before that whole creek was absolutely loaded so now i got my thinking my thinking cap on i'm trying to figure out what they're doing and you know it was the southwest wind that probably pushed them around a little bit, moved them. Tide got low. Whereas a redfish or a snook, Tide comes back. We know where they're going to be. They're going to be, you know, on an island, look for the mullet, you know. So for me, trout have became probably one of my favorite fish to, tar- to target. And to be, I feel, to be a good guide in our area, you got to stay on top of those fish when it's time for them because, you know, it's something that we can do. And, I catch all mine artificially and I catch them shallow and there's nothing better than a topwater trout blow up in my opinion. <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. So it's, it's fun. You know, it really is. I think it's fun. It, you know what? It reminds me of bass fishing. I think that's what it is. You know, when I was younger, you know, it reminds me of bass fishing. What's your, that's how I bass fish.
0: What's your biggest, what's your biggest speckled trout up there in the Citrus County, Crystal River area?
1: Mine was about 27 inches. Released it. Um, it was caught on a miridine, uh, uh just a suspended twitch bait. I've lost one that was probably close to 30. I've seen in the back areas of like Ozello and Fish Creek and all that, I think I've seen maybe two or three. I look down, and I, I was like, man, look at that snook. And, no, it's a trout. I'm talking, <laughs> uh, you know, an eight, nine, ten-pound trout just sitting there. You know, and it's like, holy – but. My biggest one is about 27 inches, which is, you know, that's it's a, a quality fish, fish you, you know. That's a real good you know, West Coast and, trout. And I caught it in about a foot of water, you know. And that's, to me, I mean, that's a solid fish, you know, and that's, released it, you know, and so.
0: I don't think there's anything, a, there's nothing better than that, that yellow mouth coming to the surface, shaking its head. And a big trout like that will actually, it's almost like they back up. And shake their mouth oh, yeah. at you. I mean, it's really an impressive strike when you get a big, a true, what I call a true gator trout. You know, one of those big mm-hmm. fish that's, you know, twenty three, twenty four, twenty five, twenty six inches. Um, you you mm-hmm. know that you have just stuck a really, really, really good fish.
1: Oh man, there's nothing better. Like I could say it's just. It reminds me of bass fishing that that strike, and when you're fighting them and they're sitting there, you know pulling drag and they're shaking their head, you know, going crazy. Um, that's, it's a heck of a fish, man. You know, and I know it's just a trout, but you know, a lot of God people, Oh yeah, we go out and we drift and we catch 12 and 13, 14, 15 inchers and popping cork and all that stuff, which is fine. But how I like the trout fish, you know, is shallow, try to find the big ones, you know, and just those big fish, you know, this, this time of year, um, And I think our fishery has became awesome. I mean, trout fish has always been good here, but now since they changed all these rules, the laws, um, I think it's just done wonders, you know, with uh, a lot. There's a lot more bigger fish. There's more fish, um, you know. So that whole where we're not keeping, you know, one per person over 20 inches, now it's just one over 19 for the whole boat. That has done just, you know, amazing things for our trout fishery, you know. Yeah,
0: that's cool Um, stuff. Let me, let me tell No, so, but like I said, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. As I like I said, everybody thinks I like catching red. Don't get me wrong. I love getting my redfish. But over the years, I've just taken a, uh, uh, I love catching trout. There's just something about it, you know?
0: I get it. So, I get it. And I saw your passion, uh, mm-hmm. just last week when we were filming and, um, and I get it because that's a great, great fish, especially when you get them big and healthy and chunky the way they are up in Crystal River. Let's. I want to. I want to ask you a question. I want to talk a little bit about Sodium, the fishing tackle store up there uh, in your area, uh, because I know that Sodium hasn't been there forever. Um, sodium tackle up there in Crystal River. And 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 I know you're part of the sodium fishing team along with JC Livingston. I'm sure a lot of the top guys are. What does it mean for an area like Crystal River when a when a sodium comes in, when a big tackle store comes in and does so many things the right way, the way the way that sodium does?
1: I mean, honestly, I'm speaking, you know, for myself. I couldn't um, I couldn't operate, you know, without having sodium back in me. I mean, there's so many great things that, you know, Casey Damron, he's the owner. Um, I became really good friends with him. Um, He supports us in in so many just different ways, Um, you know, just having that backing there, you know, because it's, once again, it's another, you know, a key team player for what we're trying to do, you know, and what they're trying to do. So there's that mutual, um, that connection there that we have, man. I mean, Sodium, uh, Casey, he has just done, you know great things for our fishing community here and just all the support that he gives us you know i could call casey right now and ask him for anything and he would do it you know um because he's just a great dude you know and um and just having that backing you know is it makes you feel good and i you know i feel fortunate to be a part of that if you know you say if we say there's a team or whatever a guys that you know he kind of sponsors supports i mean he supports a lot of us but um, I feel fortunate to be able to be a part of that, but I think it's done uh wonders you know from we just had that big uh, uh for the storm the hurricane Ian we did um a little seminar with uh with captain c a and we raised almost twenty thousand dollars to send down to the hurricane relief for the for the storm um so it, you know it's things like that that you know is seen but there's also a lot of things too that sodium does for the community that nobody even um, that I don't even know about, you know, that we don't even hear about. So, I mean, um, I think as a fishing community here, us, you know, a group of guides, like we, you know, we're pretty fortunate to have that here, you know?
0: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And that's why, that's why I mentioned it, because I know, I noticed last week when I was up there, so many guys are so tied into sodium. <clears throat> so many of what I would call the elite guys in that area are tied into sodium. And, um, you know, just it just crossed my mind that you know I know when I first started coming up there, sodium wasn't there. So, but mm-hmm. I've seen a change. You know, I've seen the sodium tournament series and all those things that sodium is involved in and behind. And I, 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 I was wondering just you know what kind of input they were having. So uh, that's why that's what led me to that question for sure. Because it seems like to me that they're making a big difference up there.
1: No, oh, they are definitely. I mean, it's it's like I said, it's incredible. Um and I'm like I said me personally, I'm just thankful to be uh associated with sodium, you so, know, and anything I can do at any time to ever help him or you know that his company i mean i'm always i'm um, there, you know, I don't care what it is
0: well you know? and I, I, um to me business your business is successful when you are people helping people, whether that's exactly. sodium helping you or you helping sodium, whether that's sodium helping. JC or you know Touchton or whoever it is, it's 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 sodium helping their community and the community turning around and supporting sodium. To me, that's that's business 101. And there's so many, in my opinion, there's so much of a lack of that going on now in corporate America because the college professors aren't smart enough to teach it. Because they've never done anything but teach, they've they've been they're professional students. They don't know anything about people. They don't know they don't understand that. You know, here in Tampa, we're we're so fortunate because we have several. Uh, obviously, Tampa is much bigger than Crystal River, but we have so many great legendary mm-hmm. stores. You know that have been around forever. T M Mahoney Company and Gator Jim's Tackle now, and you know, I mean, there's just. Betts Fishing Center. I mean, there's piles of them that have been here for many, many, many years and serving the community, serving the fishing community. Um, and, and I noticed it. That's why, again, why that sodium question came up to me because that's what I think of when I, when I see sodium's name all over so much stuff. When I come up there and visit, I think about all the great tackle stores that have helped me. Here in in Tampa, you know, throughout the years. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the radio show, so many of them have been sponsors since we first came on the air, you know, twenty some odd years ago. That without them, we wouldn't be able to do all the things we do. Um, and it's people, exactly. people helping people. Um, to me, is what makes that whole world go around. And uh, it's one of the things that, again, was one of the reasons that I wanted to do this podcast with you and 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 get. Your name out there. I want people to know that, you know, that my love of Citrus County, my love of the plantation on Crystal River, is a direct reflection of that of you and your group of guys up there, always taking great care of me, um, always you know spending time, getting on the water, letting us film some shows with you guys, showing off your skill set. Uh, it's it's pretty special. I'm a, I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing. I'm a big fan of the way that you guys focus on the fisheries' long-term health. I think that's huge. I also think some of that probably comes from the late, great Dan Clymer. Um, I think if we're going to do a podcast here with you, we we would be remiss not to mention um, the late, great Dan Clymer. And and maybe tell us a little bit of what what Dan's influence was in your life there.
1: Um, I mean, for me, with Danny, um, you know, he was just a genuine person, man. You know, he, as far as like, when it comes to being a fishing guide, he, he, for me, he helped show me, you know, how to make these, you know, people that step on our boats, they're not a number. They're our friends. You know I mean? You get to, you know, meet some people from everywhere, you know, like, I mean, he, he taught me, like I said, how, how to properly treat, you know, your clients, you know, um, and that's, I remember him telling me that one day that, like, man, I go fishing with my friend there all every day. Yeah. You know, I'm like, that's awesome. You know? And that's kind of where I'm at now in my career. Like I get to go fishing with my friends every not at, you know, whenever I'm fishing, I'm fishing with my friends, sure. you know? Yep. Um, and, then he, he also believed in too, you know, like, um, you know, protecting our fisheries and all that. Just Dan, Dan did so many good things, man. You know, and it's still, um, it's been hard for a lot of us still, um, not having him pulling him back into the plantation anymore, you know, it's it's just been a an, an adjustment because he was just so young. Um, but I you know I tell you what, man, I'm I'm thankful for every every moment that I got to spend with him, you know, um, and being around him and just watching him how he runs, you know, how he ran his business. Um, you know, he was he's was one of the the OGs, you know what I mean, oh, of, sure. of this area. I mean, he's he was he did it, you know, and he done it, and he made a, an awesome name for himself. Um, and so many friends, you know, so, I mean, for me personally, it was just how he, how he, you know, handled his people, you know, and that's kind of the biggest thing I took from him. And anytime he taught me, he said anything about fishing, you know, I always listened, yeah. you know, yeah. um, I'd always would apply it to what I'm doing. You know, he didn't never he never showed me fishing spots or stuff like that. But like when it came to trout fishing, Dan Climber was probably one of the best trout fishermen up here too. Uh, for many years he he's known for catching grouper um, but when it came to trout he understood that game too so anytime that <laughs> yeah. you know I, I got a chance to pick his brain about that you know and what I was doing you know I would apply it to how I'm how I'm approaching it you know so you know there's just a lot of things that could be said about Danny you know from all of us sure. you know sure. um, we learned so much from him and just you know thankful I'm just thankful that I got to meet him and, and know him you know um, so for me, it, it was just how he, you know, handled his clients and just, you know, I get to go fishing with my friends every day, you know, we're not a necessity, you know, we're a luxury, you know? So if you get on my boat, you know, I'm going to treat you like a friend, you know, and we're going to have a good time and, you know, cause I want you to come back, sure. you know, if you fish with me or you fish with one of the other boys, one of the other guys or whatever, you know, I want you to come back, you know? So, um, like I said, Danny was a great guy, and like I said, we were all fortunate enough to, to have known him and, and to call him a friend,
0: you know. I wish it's one of so. my it's one of my regrets, um, is that I didn't get to spend more time with him. We we had become a little better than acquaintances. I, I wouldn't say we were friends, friends, but uh, you know, we always we always, um, you know, we would walk across a room to say hello to one another. Um, and it was it was in conversation always for him and I to get together and film a show, um, and I really wanted to film with him for the same reason his his aura his the Dan climber uh, legend has been out there since I've been coming to Crystal River. Everybody, whenever, you are know, going to Crystal River, you're fishing with Dan Clymer? Uh, yeah, I'd like to, but you can't get in his book for two years. I mean, the guy was just a That's legend. Right. <laughs> and, and, and the very first time I saw him, I walked up, introduced myself, and said, hey, I've heard nothing but great things about you. And he looked right at me and said, I've heard the same about you. I mean, he always handled himself so professionally and so, um, I, I don't know, it was just in kind of a magical way that made you want to fish with him. And, and I think, mm-hmm. I think what you're taking from Dan is the right thing. And I think that's why you're being so successful, um, uh, because that's what it is. It's a people business. Um, as you were going through that fishing with your friends thing, that's, that's where I'm at in my career. You know, most of the people that get on my boat now have been there before. They're people that I've yeah. fished with some of them for 20 years now. Um, I've watched some of their kids grow up. I had their kids on the boat when they were just playing in the live well, and now they're unfortunately giving away my age some of them are graduating college um so you know um but it's a beautiful thing you know when you're following your friends on social media now and you can see they're you know they're at their daughter's wedding and i I fished her many many times and got to know her and got to know her her now husband you know from trips with them so it's that's the beauty of what we get to do and like i said I, i i really appreciate your time today um you did great job, my friend. You're one of my favorite guys on the planet uh, because of your you're so humble. You're so intense on the water. Um, I absolutely enjoy all of our time together. If you're looking for Captain James Kerr, his Instagram is at Captain C A P T James Kerr. On Facebook, it's Captain James Kerr Fishing Charters. His phone number is 352-362-6893. And then, what website's the best to look you up on there, James?
1: Uh, for right now, it would be the com. You can find myself, Captain JC, Captain Glenn Touchman, and Captain Dallas King on there. Uh, my new website right now is being uh, handled right now, so hopefully, I'll have my own personal one back up and running. But you can find us all on that com and uh, you know, pretty easy to get a hold of. If I'm booked, or somebody, one of the other guys can get you out. We're all, like I said, we all do the same thing. You know, just all about taking you out, and having a good time.
0: One of yep. my, uh, one of my favorite guys, again, that, uh, I get to fish with James, uh, I was really bummed. I got sick. We were supposed to spend a day on the water with you and your wife, uh, Beth and I, and I ended up sick as a dog. We're going to have to try to reschedule that event and, uh, and make that one happen. I was really looking forward to that day where we weren't filming and we weren't, you and I could just sit and laugh and joke and put the girls on some fish. So we'll have to get that back in the schedule. But again, I appreciate your time, my brother. I know you're a busy man and, uh, I uh, I really enjoyed this opportunity to talk to you a little bit.
1: All right, thanks, Mike. Man, I'll uh, looking forward to seeing you again here soon, buddy. And thank you for having
0: me on, man. Uh, I'll be up there Thursday night. As a matter of fact, uh, this week. So uh, I'm uh, I'm bringing you oh. some I'm bringing you some gills gear. So hopefully, I'll see you as you get off the water on Thursday.
1: Sounds good. I'll see you then, buddy.
0: All right, my friend. Be good. Thank you.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you.
0: Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed that episode of the Gills Real Animals podcast as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. My good friend, Captain James Kerr, I cannot talk highly enough about him. The other captains up there out of the plantation on Crystal River, uh, that whole Citrus County bunch up there for the most part. And you know, there's always a few knuckleheads in every bunch, but that group up there has done a great job monitoring. Um, their take on the fishery being forward-thinking, uh, great anglers, great people, um, just a great, great guy. So I really, really enjoyed that for sure. The Gills Real Animals Podcast, which is always presented by Contender Boats, it's uh, available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, ritampabay.com, and Spotify. Remember, it's important if you subscribe, rate, and review all those things. Really help us out. We're trying to drop episodes every other Tuesday moving forward. So uh, again, hopefully you will enjoy them. You can reach out to me on my social media outlets if you are uh, if you are wanting someone special me. You know, if there's somebody you want to hear me do a podcast with. Again, I'm going to try to trying to broaden what we do here at the Real Animals Podcast to uh, not just our fishing partners, but uh, some of our business partners. Um, some you know i 'm a big fan of sports as as all of you know so we 're doing going to continue to do some some people who played some sports and some people who coached some sports and we 're going to add some fitness in as i 'm a a gym rat, and I have been for probably the last thirty four or thirty five years of my life so we 're going to do some fitness stuff as well so uh again, hopefully you guys Uh, Continue to enjoy these as much as I enjoy bringing them to you. Have a great day, and uh, we'll catch you next time on the Gills Real Animals podcast presented by Contender Boats.